0: Can you see There we go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, 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 definitely. We still, we still, we still going.
1: Good, good. So
0: that's great. I know it's it's such such an honor to have you here. I, Thank I can't you. Explain how excited I am, how happy, how honored, how how thankful, how grateful, gratitude for you to to. Sit with me today and, you know, just just have that conversation, tell your story, and, and just having from therapist to therapist. Yeah. I love this. This is one of my favorite things to do, to get, you know, the perspective and experience all across the world, across the nation, and so forth. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Thank you to to be with me today to have a conversation and, and talk. So ladies and gentlemen, oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> you can't get much better than this.
1: Okay?
0: Oh. Can't get much better than this. Okay? From all the way. Let's say Cali? Cali-,
1: Cali- Los Ray-Liard, Angeles. Mhm. California, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los means Angeles. Yeah. Los
0: Angeles. Let's get straight down to the preciseness of yes. the preciseness, right? <laughs> all the way from Los Angeles, all the way to here. Miss Tammy Cook, Aww. somatic healing coming through to give you an amazing knowledge of the work that she does. It's incredible. I'm a huge fan, and I'll tell everybody, everybody I bring is like, one of the best to ever do it to. me. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> the best and it's not the best as far as like a comparison. Mm-hmm. It's the best as far as being the best that they are mm-hmm. and shining their light from within and being on top of their game and offering them to their fewest or uh, the fullest and purest mm-hmm. form of themselves. And that's what I love to say and that's what I mean when I say one of the best to ever. Thank okay. you, thank you. <laughs> it's Tammy Cook. Yes, yes. So now let start the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get your story. Like, how did all? How did you get to this point? Where did this point begin? Like, I
1: <laughs> uh, <know. laughs> um, that's a very <laughs> what point? Um, that's a very long. It's a long story. Right. I will try my best to condense it. Ever since I was I a kid- years? just so you know to keep people engaged you know but um ever since I All was right. a kid I absolutely was fascinated with the human body like fascinated I studied it like it was my nature because it is my nature but I would just study it I wanted to know it I want to say honestly kind of where it started was when I got hit by a car so when I was five years old I was what? hit by yeah <laughs> So when I was five years old, I was hit by a car. It was a very intense accident. I broke both my knees. I got my teeth knocked out. My tongue was severely bitten. My head was bust open. Um, I was really unnoticeable to who I was as that little kid. So, you know, I remember wanting to go with my sister. We was going to cross the street. And then the next thing I know, I'm laying on the ground and I'm being asked all these questions. And I'm just like, why are these people surrounding me? Why do they keep asking me what's my name? Why do they keep asking me all these questions? Is that my blood on the ground? So I'm trying to process what happened to me at five. And um, they was like, you know, who you want to ride in the ambulance with you? And I asked for my priest to ride with me at the time. And again, this is all coming up to the the big story. And so with me driving in the um, ambulance with my priest, I just remember. This moment of stillness and silence. So, all I could feel at the time was that my legs felt like someone cut them open and put bricks in them. I didn't feel the pain in my face. I didn't feel pain. I just felt heaviness in my legs. And again, I'm not aware of what's going on. So, I went to one hospital and I remember them about to take me out of the ambulance. And literally, for whatever reason, they put me back. Like, I didn't come out. And it was like, we gotta go to the other hospital because I don't think they had a a pediatric for kids there. So um, yeah, it was an orthopediatric, something like that. So I had to go to the other hospital. And so I'm just, again, I'm very alert of what's going on. And I just remember being on the actual table and all these lights are on me. And I remember them pulling out scissors and cutting my clothes off. And I was so upset because I had my favorite outfit on. Judge me. I don't care. But I was, I had my favorite outfit on. And I was like, I remember looking at them. It's like, do you have to really cut this off? I mean, we can easily pull this off. And he was like, no, honey, we have right. to cut this off. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And then, <laughs> and then I just remember, um, getting a cat scan. And that's when I threw up in the CAT scan. So I got like really sick in the CAT scan. And I'm just like, again, my little body's trying to process everything that's going on. And then I remember my, um, I think my, ooh, who came first? I think my father came first. And I was just laying in the hall. Why am I in the hallway? I don't know. But I'm in the hallway with a sheet on. And I knew I was naked underneath, Right. So my father comes and he's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" and he lifts up the sheet. I'm like, "Don't lift up the sheet! Don't lift up!" like, "Oh my god! You're naked!" and I'm like, Ugh. And then my mom comes. <laughs> I told I got to lift up the sheet. And so my mom comes and she's like, "Oh my god, baby, what's going on?" Uh, uh, uh. And then I'm like, "Don't lift up the sheet! Don't lift up the sheet!" And she lifts up the sheet. And was like, "Oh my god! You're naked!" And I was like, "Why aren't nobody listening to me?" <laughs> so- my dad just, oh uh, no. And so um I was just like just remember again processing all this. And then when I finally like when the I guess the adrenaline shock went away and I was like laying in a hospital bed. And at the time I had a regular cast that stopped right like at my hip joint. Two, you know, two casts. And um I had to go to the bathroom. And so they had to lift me up and put me on a pot because clearly I can't go to a regular toilet, you know, so I go on the pot and it was so much pain. Like it was excruciating pain. And I'm like, oh my, like I'm screaming, I'm hollering. The nurses feel bad. And they're like, oh my gosh, this cast is not working because she still feels pain. Like she should not feel her legs. And I could feel my legs. And I just remember I had to get off the pot because I was done. Urinating, and I was just like, No, I don't want to. I don't want to because I just knew the pain was going to kick back in. So then the pain obviously kicked back in. And so, luckily, I was able to go back into the operating room, and that's when they gave me a body cast. So, that's when my cast stopped right below my floating ribs. And so, at that point, I can't sit up no more. And there was a pull in between my legs. And so that um, my legs could stay in place because the pain was coming from my legs being able to move at all. So they put the um, rod in between my legs. So I'm pretty much in these streets open for business as a kid. It's just and so like the whole level of just not being exposed, being exposed and like really not even being the version of yourself. Can't sit up, can't walk, um, can't eat. Cause I'm being like fed through tubes and stuff. I'm um, constantly having a nurse come in and checking in on you, seeing your family being like really confused and upset. And I'm like, what do I look like? Because just seeing their faces was disturbing. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm clearly there's a lot going on, but what do I look like? So I asked my mom, could I see a mirror? And she was like, when I show you this mirror, I need you to know that this is not how you're going to always look. You're going to heal, but you need to know this before I show you this mirror. And I was like, okay. And she was like, I just really want you to know this. Because again, my mother knows what I look like. Everyone else knows what I look like. I don't know what I look like. And so she shows me the mirror and my eyes well up and I start to cry. Because I see stitches in my forehead. My tongue looks like someone chewed it up and spit it back in my mouth. My teeth were missing. I have stitches in my lip. I have stitches in my cheeks. I have like, I literally do not even look like myself. I look down. I have a cast up to, you know, you can't see my hands, but like up to like, like I said, literally right below my floating ribs. I can't sit up. I'm just like, okay, this is going to be a journey. So obviously I wasn't in school for that time. I was home tutored. I was in the hospital for a minute. And then I had to go back into the process of, um, once I got my cast removed, learning how to walk again, that was a journey. And I remember again, my mom was young. She just probably quite couldn't grasp what was going on. But I remember when they took the cast off and I had chicken pox while I had my cast on. So, um, That was a whole nuts story. So I was like scratching my legs with a pole. So I always had all these like little thank you cards from all my classmates. And it was like these long wooden poles attached to it. So I snatched it off and I stick it in my cast and I would scratch my legs because it would itch so bad. So I couldn't get an oatmeal bath on my legs. I could only get it on my upper body. (laughs) Again, it was a whole journey. And um and then when I got my cast off, my legs were so skinny. I'm already thin, but my legs were so skinny. They were so hairy. They were green. It was disgusting. And again, I'm looking at myself like, oh my gosh, am I gonna be this hairy? Like I'm only five years old. Why do I have all this hair? And my mom's like, it's gonna all get better. It's gonna all get better. And so um we're leaving out and she decides for whatever reason to put me on the counter like to sit me up on the counter, not realizing my legs were broken at the knees, woman. And so I went to bend my knees. Oh, my God, the pain. I was in so much pain. I'm screaming. My mother's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And so, um, you know, she, she put me in a flat space so I can't like bend my knees. And I said, you know what? That's OK. I'm not going to bend these knees ever again in life. I'm going to learn how to walk with straight legs. And my mother was like, you can't do that, honey. Like you have to bend your knees. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I will learn how to walk with straight legs. Mind you, I'm five having these conversations. Why do I have so much rationale at five years old? I don't know. But this was like, I was really stuck in my mind. Like this is how it's going to be. So long story short, I wound up healing from that and I was good, you know? And so um, I say it to say, because of that situation, how well the doctors took care of me in that setting, how phenomenal like the nurses were, how loving everyone was in that setting. I'm like, I wanna be a doctor when I grow up because I wanna save people lives. And so from kindergarten, all the way up to freshman year in college, I was prepping to be a doctor. And um, you know, the way freshman year turned out in college, <laughs> Me and Matt are not best friends. Um, strong F in that class, and then also I had a premonition that I was—I wanted to work in the ER. That's what I wanted to work in, and um, I had a premonition that my patient coded on me, and that was because something I didn't do fast enough. And so mentally, that was way too much for me to handle and process. In addition to the F, um, so I just switched my major to psychology. Fast forward, that's why it's a long story, but it gives premises. Fast forward, I'm working in the school system because, again, I want to work with high school kids. So I'm working in the school system, love my kids, love my students, cannot stay in the school system. It's so much politics and so much restrictions and limitations. And in my opinion, I don't feel that the system is designed for children to truly be educated is designed for children to be a very specific way. And if you're not that specific way, then you could get lost in the system or be labeled and classified with learning disabilities or this or that when in truth, someone has not taken an opportunity to help you to really define who you are. So while I was in that school system, I went back to school After I have my degree, got my degree now, I go back to school. I become a makeup artist because yes, in Maryland, we had to have a license as makeup artists. Anyway, so I got my license as a makeup artist. And then while I was doing makeup, so many women were having issues with their skin and wanted to cover it up. And I'm like, I was sending them all to my esthetician because I had serious skin issues. That's a whole nother story. Um, serious skin issues. And so I sent it to my esthetician to help them. But I'm like, maybe I should do this. And not only could I actually clear my skin up, I could clear my sister's skin up because we both suffer from acne. And when I say acne, I mean acne, acne, like grade three acne. My sister was probably teetering between grade three, grade four. If you know anything about the grades, that's highest grade. So the highest grade is of grade four. And we were grade. I was grade three for sure. She was grade three, grade four teetering. Pigmentation, breakouts, cysts, all the things. And so I was just like, all right, I'm going to become an esthetician. I'm going to clear my skin up. I'm going to clear my sister's skin up. Life is going to be good, right? So I do that and life was good. And that's when I felt this deep calling on my spirit. And it literally said Los Angeles, that was it. And I was like, that's random. And I was like, and it said it again, Los Angeles. And I'm like, what? I had no interest in ever moving to LA, zero. Could give two craps less about Los Angeles. And so I'm like, all right, I tried to ignore it, but it got louder. And I remember when I was in aesthetic school, I stated that I was going to move to Los Angeles in 2010 and I was going to be a full-time makeup artist and, you know, esthetician. And my teacher was like, why 2010? This was 2008. I said, I don't know if the date came to me. And I moved here July 1st, 2010. And (laughs) so I thought that was going to be my journey, esthetician, makeup artist. I was on set, dream come true. I worked for like some of the like companies I always wanted to work for, dream come true. I just felt like I was just doing my thing, work for a plastic surgeon. I'm in Beverly Hills, all the things. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm not going to front. I was very, 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 I've always been spiritual, but I was extremely left brain oriented when it came to work. And so I'm looking at things practically. And practically speaking, yes, estheticians can thrive. We know they can thrive. But when you work in spa settings, you can look at numbers and massage therapists always have more bookings than estheticians. Because most people wanna come to the spa for a massage. And as you know, as a male therapist, the other numbers that's lower is male therapists compared to female therapists. Mm -hmm. So I'm a female who is already an esthetician and I'm rocking it out with that. But I'm like, but say if I became a massage therapist? So I went back to school and I became a massage therapist. And, um, I th- honestly just want to do deep tissue sports. That's all I cared about. Again, very practical energy work. What, who cares? Now, like I went to a holistic school, so I was familiar with it, but I could give two craps less about energy work. Cause to me, it was just a little too weird for me at the time. Cause I'm seeing people moving and I'm like, I was very, very religious at the time. So I'm like, this looking kind of like some things that is, uh, looking a little weirdish or whatever. And so um, I could give two craps less, right? However, when I became an esthetician slash massage therapist, things started happening in my treatment room that freaked me out. And I'm like, why is this happening? Why is this person's body responding this way? Why are the lights flickering? Why is this going on? And I'm asking other regular massage therapists and they're looking at me like I'm crazy. And like... Are you, I don't know, we don't experience that. So um, another story, I have a lot of connections to the unseen realm, let's say that. I'm very tuned in to the unseen realm. So some things happened where I was looking for religious support to help me get clarity on these experiences I'm experiencing in the unseen realm. And they was unable to help me maybe pray over it, but it just was like no clarity of why this is happening. I'm not worshiping dark spirits. I'm not doing any of these things. Why is this stuff happening? So saying all that to say, now, because of what happened to me as a child, all the experiences around healing and pain, and I experienced a lot of death in my life, 2017, I went through my own additional deep healing journey that shifted me on a cellular level, emotional level, quantum level. And that's when I started learning about the quantum field and things of that sort. And not having any support from the, my religious components, not having any support at the time in that 2017 journey from the medical environment. That's when I came into this holistic approach to mind-body wellness. Because I realized again when I was a kid, did I really heal so quickly and so easily because I was a kid? Possibly. Or did I believe because my mom said, You're not going to always look like this. You're going to heal. You'll be fine. Is that what accelerated my healing? You know? And same thing, like, you know, me being a massage therapist, was this stuff happening in the treatment room to scare me? No, it was awakening me to a realm that. I had familiarity with, but I had no personal experience with, so I thought. But I actually always have since I was a kid. No one groomed me into it. So I took all of these life experiences, all of these professional fields, and I combined them into what people see now as somatic healings and the somatic alchemist, which is my skincare line. So that's, like I said, a long story, but it's kind of How my story came about, it is complex and I can't simplify it. And there's so many other variables that have played a huge factor into why I think the way I think, why I move the way I move, why I treat people the way I do, why I look at life the way I do. And it's because my life experience has evolved me into a space where I realize what you don't believe in will teach you how to believe in it. Something's gonna come your way to challenge that belief system, and you're gonna be like, You can stay stuck in that paradigm, or you can realize that maybe there's so many different ways to handle one thing, and so it expands your consciousness and it expands your way of being, and it just expands your isness. And so, I'm at a space in my life now. Today's day is the 14th of March, 2023, where I have fully embodied and embraced all aspects of who I am, my light and my dark, my good and the things that will be perceived not as good, my challenges and my triumphs. And I really realized that is what my soul has brought me here to experience is wholeness. And so I want to bring people into the journey of wholeness and that's true self-discovery and self-acceptance. And through that journey, you will continue to become the best version of yourself. So, yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I felt that. Mm, I felt that. You know, that journey is a beautiful journey mm-hmm. that, that you went on. And the fact that what I think a lot of individuals that may not understand us healers, spy workers you know, our energy workers, all walks, is that usually we go through the worst.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. We usually
0: go through the all-time, like, how is this happening to you? mm mm-hmm. Type of, of lifestyle, you know? And it can be, you know, yeah, like, for the, for the, as such a young age, I can't even
1: imagine. I, I still can't imagine.
0: imagine. I'm, uh, <laughs> I went I'm through the, it. The empath, so, right, you know, <laughs> but me being an empath, like when you describing it, I was feeling all of that. That's mm-hmm. why there were some times where I had to look off. I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> because I was feeling that pain. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God. I mean, not 100%. I know it was way worse than, you know, you know, what you went through compared to what I feel. But the fact that I can connect with you and it seems like we, you know, the normal format that the world tries to format us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and and to get us to follow the regular schedule programming from the school, from this, like a lot of things are set up for us to not really be ourselves just to follow orders. Yeah, You're like similar like what you were saying, and then, you know, it's funny how the universe and everything comes into like saying, "All right, that's enough for that. Come on, mm-hmm. go this way." Like, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> Which going what, what what is going on here? And then the normal thing because we've been programmed to, uh, just look it up on Google or talk to yeah. somebody. This Mrs. What I just realized and found, and it's probably around your 2017, 2019 you're referencing that year of accepting your wholeness Mm -hmm. and understanding when you're on this journey that you can't necessarily go to anyone else, even if they're like-minded, even if they're going Mm -hmm. through their own energetic, holistic, deep energy, even if they're going through all of that, you still, your journey is yours, mm-hmm. right? And what I come to find out is, with all of that, that's where I'm at. I am now mm-hmm. of learning how to continue to look within. Yeah, I, I just found out a lot of information about myself that I had no clue. <laughs> no. Who that just blew me away?
1: Mm.
0: Right, dang it! I did it again. I did the gestures. <laughs> I got a new camera, so I didn't. If I moved, it would have. Fought, I
1: didn't oh, move. okay. Because so,
0: I talk with my hands a lot. Oh, so, I did too. It's a little, little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, it's a lot of things that happens. And looking within a lot of information and cleansing and clearing up that stuff like we was talking earlier. Mm-hmm. Like really doing a self-clean cleanse to get me to the point to be as clear of, of a vessel as I possibly can. Yeah. To be able to tap in the way, um, because that's a huge portion. Yeah. And I'm able to tap in, but I'm working on a, a stronger connection. Yeah. A deeper you know, and be, getting to the point to accepting myself 100% fully, it's like, I got some work to do. Uh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And going through that transition that you've been through years ago, mm-hmm. Um, that's the point where I'm at now. But, the work is like there. Mm. So, if that, to clear that all up, when I work I can see Familiar and others working, and I know what that energy looked like. I, I, I know it. when I mm-hmm. saw you work, I was like, <laughs> "She has it. <laughs> She's there." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it blew me away because I recognize. Let's go a little deeper. I recognize hmm. the frequency of it.
1: Hmm. Tell me I how.
0: The, it's tough to even put in words. Mm. You can tell it's, it's like witnessing. It's like knowing someone that can sing and someone that's singing from their soul.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: To kind of give an analogy of it. There's mm. plenty of talented artists like, Oh my gosh, that's a good song. But you get those certain ones Yeah. when it comes down to someone like uh What's her name? That did the um. They got recognition by Jamie Fox. Uh, I want to say, uh,
1: Inko. Oh! Oh! Yeah, sure. yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
0: She sings from the. Song. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You you
1: you 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 feel it. Yeah, you do.
0: And anybody can feel the emotions, or or someone like Whitney Houston. Oh. Uh, mm, when yeah. she, you know. Before Bobby, before Bobby, <laughs> <we're in> Houston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, like you can just tell if you're tuned in, but only I, most of the time like, because I don't know if others that's not tuned in are able to see it as well. But because I'm tuned in, because I'm also working uh, with Source Universe mm-hmm. Collective, I can see because it's like I'm I'm working with it as well. It's mm. like, oh you got you oh you know it's connected. So that's that's the best way I can that's even a great describe analogy. for our listeners that may not understand what we're talking about. Yeah. But the ones that do they know mm-hmm. that you have the touch. Your touch is not just a regular touch. Your touch is not mechanical. Your touch mm-hmm. is not um, just formatted, you know, workshop book smart, regular cookie cutter type of. Okay, you having shoulder problems? We're gonna work on your shoulder. Yeah. You're connecting with your touch. That's a whole other thing, mm-hmm. right? And the way you connect, it's almost like. You're massaging, but you're connecting more. Like it's a connection and your intentions, your energy, your 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 love, your energy center. Like it's like it's all of it's being poured into your hands. And when you move, you move with such conviction, you move with such flow. It's not about the contact. The contact is just mere connection. Mm-hmm. When you work. Right? hmm And it's being resonated. I see it resonate with your clients. And I was like, This is some amazing Oh, you am I'm 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 a huge fan.
1: Oh, thank fan you. <laughs>
0: I'm such a fan of your work. I you know that I I re, I've been I've actually been watching your work for quite some time. Oh. Um, and you know, commenting knowing work. Yeah. I'll say a good Good seven eight months. Oh wow! And you know, and just being like, oh my gosh, this is this is godly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Like, I gotta, I gotta come to LA. I gotta experience that myself because everybody should. is just gone. They're not. They're beyond relaxed. It's not even just your. It's your. T- it starts with your. touch. But when you look at the receiving end of it, mm. the clientele uh, that you have. They're not just oh I feel amazing I'm be like they're like in another dimension. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're gone. They're beyond that. They're in another realm of healing. Like that you literally took them to the happy place. Yeah, to get the imaginary. They're there.
1: They're there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're splashing in ocean water. Yeah. When they get in work with you, you can tell there is an out of body experience when you work with them, and you hold in that space with 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 healing, and that's an important thing too. Holding mm-hmm. that space and being able to hold a space with with uh, with our, our clients, with ourselves, it's a very very energetic exchange. Yeah. For. For for healing, and that's where I was like, "Oh my gosh, that you you're you're one of one, Thank you're you. one of one."
1: Thank because
0: you. when you tap in, we're all our own one of one, but right. it takes more than just learning the massage itself. Oh yeah, that's the tools, that's the utensils, that's the pots and pans, and the, you know the chopping board. You can have all that. That's why you yeah, but but the way you cook.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's your own, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I can
0: give you, you know, all these seasonings, but the, the way you put this and that and this together, combine that, oh, I don't need this, a little bit more of that. Yeah, you know what I mean, it ain't just salt and pepper, it's that extra spice that only you can produce, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. the way that you do, yeah, and that's why I'm like, I, I'm. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I've been <laughs> coming across a lot more around the nation mm. of like us that's mm. doing amazing work. And you know, I tell everybody, you know, about the Avengers and everything before, you know, and I'm still working on that to bring us all together because I think when we get together Ain't yeah. gonna be nothing like it. Yeah. Ain't gonna be nothing like it. So like like when, when you're in your session right mm-hmm. like is there a certain like describe like how you feel because like when I'm massage, mm-hmm. I'm in mind. sometimes my eyes are closed I'm in the music I'm in the vibes mm. like how how is it with you on the receiving end, on and giving in of giving the session like how is it like describe that experience like what do you go through what do you feel what do you see
1: I would say an eclectic journey Because it's very different based off of the person I'm working on. So, like, if I'm working on someone who's more athletically inclined, they are, um, like, truly an athlete, like, a professional athlete, um, or into sports, like, really into sports, or they're a trainer and they really condition their body. I keep saying really for a reason. Because there's a difference between people doing it recreationally and someone who, like, lives that life. Their energy field will create a whole different surrounding where I tap into more of that like sports athletic massage. I'm like doing my cuffing. I'm like, even how I do things. I'm like, how did I just do that? Like, I'll be trying to figure it out because it's their energy field that is accepting of that type of work. And that's what it's calling for. So I don't know if you've ever seen, like I've seen it in my videos. Sometimes i am like hesitant to post it, but I'm like, I'll post whatever. Sometimes you'll see my hands, and then it's like they divot and they go a different way. where I'll like bump the up and then I can pull back. And it's because my brain would be like, okay, we're gonna do this next. And then my hands are like, Nope, we're doing this. So they have their own communication and their own expression. And then my mind comes in with like the actual logical, the book studies, like the things I know, but When the heart opens up, the hands flow. So um, like I said, those types of people, some are very um, in tune with like spirituality, but they're so in tune with their bodies. Like they work with their bodies, they move their bodies, they, they feel into their body. So the work needs to resonate with the body. It needs to honor the body. Then you can tap more into like the mental, emotional, and spiritual, but they're coming to you because this vessel that they use, they're trying to move this better. They're trying to work with this better. They're trying to connect with this better. So help them in their betterment through that. That's when the other flow can come through. So that's a very different session. I love those sessions low key. Like I don't, Sometimes I don't get those as much. And when I do, I, can, I feel like I can go in in a different realm. And um, then I used to, and when I used to work at um, my old job where I, it was like a sports club, so it was like trainers and massage therapists, we were all one. I used to love working on the trainers because again, like the way I would maneuver and work with their body would be so different than the rest of my clients. And so, and they would could literally test all of my work. So they'll go back into range of motion and immediately testing to see did that area open up or how much are they able to move into it? So their kinetics and their body awareness honestly helped me to be a very technically skilled professional because they're going to test it off the break. And they also, mm-hmm. they were the ones that taught me how the misconception of pain after their session or pain after a session could be misinterpreted. Now, I don't work deeply to put people in pain. That's not my style of work. I have a deeper connection on the body, I can go all the way down to your bone and it will not feel invasive. It sounds crazy, but it is a technique that you can do that. Um, However, sometimes when you start to open up channels in the body that has been sleep for a long time, now it can be able to fire and communicate. So now you try to go into those old moving patterns you used to do, but now because that muscle has activation now, Now it may feel like that area of your body is sore or painful and it's not, especially if the therapist wasn't digging into your tissue abrasively and they were just like opening your tissue up. Maybe now that is an opportunity for that muscle to finally be expressed within this expression. Because it's been unexpressed for so long. So it was the trainers that taught me about that. It was like, I didn't realize that my glute knee couldn't even fire all this time until you opened up like the lower limb of my legs. And now I have better anchoring and now I can actually activate my glute knee. But it hurts because I wasn't able to activate it this whole time. So I'm like, thank you for the clarity. Because I don't know, like, I don't know my body that way. I don't. I wish I did. I'm going to get there. My trainer that I love. If you're looking at this, I'm going. We're going to get there. We gonna get there. Um, shout out Fortune Lewis Fortune. Yo, you the best. I'm I'm gonna be rocking with you real soon. I'm gonna be better. But um, so I just gotta give him some credit because he be looking at me like, girl, get your life together. But um, you know. Say that to say their sessions are so different. And then, if someone comes to me with really emotional blockages, that's going to be a completely different experience. So, I would say the, the um, commonality within all of my sessions is the ability to really listen and tune in. That's the thing that's cohesive, where I'm really listening to what not only they're verbally telling me, but I'm picking up on all the nonverbal cues, how their body is holding itself on the table. How they place their hands on their bodies. Like, are they gripping? Are their hands open? Are they, you know, when I move their arm, can they move freely? Or are they resisting me? Like, all of those nuances tell a story. So then I have to step into a different type of mode where I'm very receptive, but I'm very nurturing and supportive because their body needs that. Because energetically and emotionally, that's being overridden by their body. Their body no longer has the state of consciousness as an athlete would. So I have to work with them from an unconscious realm and bring them into a conscious state of their unconscious patterns. And you have to do that with a lot of love and sensitivity and grace so that they don't start judging themselves based off of their holding patterns they've been holding for so long. But rather, they look at it as an opportunity of expansion and growth, and they can really delve deeper into their cells and really open up their own channels so that they can receive new messages and new opportunities of making their temple and their mind and their emotions harmonized.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, such beautiful! <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing, and all of that is because what I love about it is how precise and how you, you like the step by step. Even is it's not step by step, but really breaking it down to give clarity for the ones of understanding the type of work and what it looks like and what's happening. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful, and all of that creates what I call the safe space. Everybody's yeah. safe space is different, but space safe enough for the client for you to be able to work that deep and do everything that you do, which is oh my god. Because then one thing I do too, like even with my safe space and you find yourself kind of like you're conscious of what's going on there, but when you get in that zone or as I say when you start to let be, let happen, let flow go step aside. Some people be thinking, you know, move aside. Some people may think you get in the zone, get in the flow. Mm. All of that in when you allow source and everything that kind of help guide you. That's where you were talking and mentioning like your your mind saying, I need to go over here, but your hand saying, we're going there.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you start fighting with yourself and then usually I just let my hands go.
1: Yep. You know, they're, like I they're connect. the leaders in the in the troop. Like my mind does not lead the show. Mm-hmm. My hands lead the show. And oh. it's because again, and that's another thing too. Um, going back to like you said, each experience is different. It seemed like every time I level up within myself, my services level up as well. And I don't think a lot of practitioners realize that. And that's why like people that really know me it's undeniable the level of work I put into myself. I play no games when it comes to what I put in on around my body. I am extremely meticulous about how I carry myself, how I speak, how I articulate. Like That's not a front. That's actually who I am. Because again, I know what the other side feels like. So I'm working out of that side of pain, unknowing, lack of love, lack of acceptance. And I'm working into a space of love, acceptance, knowing, being, honoring. And so every time I do that, literally my work shifts. And so I think a lot of times what therapists are seeking as far as the modalities, the techniques and all the methods, that's bomb. Like you should really stay on top of your studies. I'm a person before March 13th, 2020 hit, I stayed in a classroom. I stay studying, to the point my clients are like, so what class are you taking next, Tammy? Because I was always studying. And if I wasn't in a class, I'm in a book. Like people literally see me with books. I'm out, I'm reading. Like, I'm just, I love this. It's my passion. It's my everything. It's me. I'm studying me. Like, I have a body. I have a soul. I have a mind. Like, I'm honestly studying me. And it's like, um, I think, again, when it comes down to therapists, Kind of trying to stay in the realms of, like you said, what's different. When you are not the best version of yourself, it's going to come in through your work. Your work is going to feel like it's counterfeit because you're just simply mimicking someone else's flow you're mimicking someone else's style you're mimicking someone else's techniques you don't have the basis of why you're doing what you're doing you have no true sense of how to really connect with the person and to connect to each person in an individualized way to make it feel like a signature just for them so you know again that's what makes like it's is no concrete way i just literally have to be receptive to what the person in front of me is connecting with because they are the leader of the show in all honesty with respect, you know, to what I do. So I would never tell a client like, this is what it is. And don't listen to yourself. I always tell a client, I'm only working with you this big of a time. You live with yourself and work with yourself every day. You share with me, what does this mean to you? What does relaxation mean to you? What does pain relief mean to you? How does it feel when you're in that space? When was the last time you were in that space? Can you give me clarification of that? I'm extremely conversationally driven because people don't realize, again, that's when the energy starts to open up is the dialogue. So the frequency of your tone from your very first hello or hi, or welcome, or whatever you greet them, you automatically set the tone for them to become open or for them to further close off. So my goal is for my clients to just be like a beautiful lotus and rise up from the bottom murky water and allow yourself to be bottom oriented, to be murky oriented, because that's all good. We want to honor that. We want to celebrate that because we know What lotus is transformed into. So don't try to jump and be the lotus floating on top of the pond. Understand the lotus has to go from the bottom to the top, as do you. So let's acknowledge the dark and grimy parts of who you are. It's okay. That's why we're here. And by denying it, you only deny yourself. And I tell clients, you don't have to tell me these things out loud. I don't need to know. But when I ask you a question, I'm asking for yourselves. I'm asking for your soul. And you can answer that internally for yourself so that your true transformation process can take shape. So you can save your face, so you don't have to speak to me aloud, but you speak to yourselves and you tell them the truth. And when we get into that treatment room, your body will start to open up into the potential of which it can stand in because it's finally been seen and it's finally been acknowledged for its whole self. And now it's gonna be gifted the opportunity a stepping into his whole self because you've given it permission to do so. I had a moment. <laughs> no, take it. This was for. <laughs> this is what we
0: here for. Take all of it. You go. You. I, I'll give you a high 5 That's what I telling you because you went there. That's why I was like, yes, yes, yeah, definitely. And, and like one thing that you said, you know, that I piggyback as far as, like, starting with the dialogue, like, with me, I I, I tell my clients, or I try to tell them as much as possible, like, um, try not to show up to your session for me mm. more than five minutes prior. Mm. The reason for that is, to me, once I see once I literally visualize, like, see you, it starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? The connection, the tone, I'm already analyzing what I'm seeing, I'm I'm reading your body language, I'm reading how you're moving, how you, you know, everything starts. Yeah. And then, you know, the dialogue and the questions, and then it builds up to what you just said. Mm Mm-hmm. So to me, because, you know, I am I I don't know if you know a lot, you know, I just found out about myself on my own projector as, mm. as far as a human design level of understanding that I'm a splenic projector. So I have a certain amount of energy to use. It's not uh, ongoing energy. Like I got to, you know, it's limited. Mm. So I need to be able to like recharge after a session mm. so i gap my sessions to give me a minute to disconnect to to put some energy back into me to kind of breathe to kind of get myself together to, to prepare for the next yeah and i try to inform my clients because i know they're anxious they're excited for the work mm-hmm. that you do they're excited for work i do for that type of work that's what they're so they, they get so excited. They may come 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, I'm not even done with the last session Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, okay. yeah. I am yeah. gonna get to you. I promise. I got
1: you. yeah But
0: don't, don't do more than five minutes. Yeah, because yeah. Because at the end of the day, the way I have my stuff set up, you know, kind of going bringing it down i know we're so high right now i'm gonna bring it back up but <laughs> uh to bring it down like i try to get all of the business stuff out of the way Then mm. it's the intake is done payments done. all that stuff is done before you even get here
1: oh that's, that's bomb the
0: booking session you know what i mean so because mm. to me i think once i get you to that state that you're that you're talking about once once we get to that state i don't want you thinking about anything else i want you to spend that time being with yourself, being how you feel, being in your thoughts, being in that zen, being Mm. in that state. I don't want you to be like, that was good, right? So uh, the rest of the payment, uh, you know, (laughs) I don't want that. Mm. (laughs) You know, it's like, let's get all this out the way. Mm. So when we put the work in, you can stay with that work on for the rest of the day Mm. and so
1: forth. That's lovely.
0: So... You know that you know it's a it's a thought you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but doing that is like that's why I tell them like there's no reason there's there's no extra work you have to do there's no extra form or paperwork there's there's none of that is once you show up we'll start a little bit of dialogue that take maybe 30, 40 seconds mm-hmm. and then it's like okay you know that's if I have questions on what I read on the intake or etc or whatever and I one of my Questions I tell them is like, how would you like your session to go today? Mm. Like, what, you know, what is your focus? Mm. Where do you want, you know, are you stressed? Are you, you know, you have pain in your shoulder mm. or, you know, mentally drained? Like, where are you? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, I want this and I'm not going to do this and that. I'm like, that's what we'll do. That way, that's why I mean, like, it's customized to them. And then based off of that information, I'll, you know, say maybe they only want back work or something like that with some. And then I love the ones that, that allow me to flow. You know, I have the yeah. range as well. Um, but that will give me the boundaries of where they want me to do what I do. Yeah. And then, you know, for the ones that's like, look, I just I do your thing. I'm like, cool. <laughs> We get to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get to go there. Let's go. So then, you know, I step out, boom, let them get undressed, or so I'm out here, you know, in their comfort zone, you know, comfort level, face down or up or whatever. And then from there, from the initial first touch on the hands, take mm. you know. The only time I let the mind interfere is like, oh, she don't want that or he don't want that work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nope, Leave the feet alone. That's the only time it's kind of like, oh, I got to pull you back, hands. You can't yeah, go there. Yeah, But other than that, the hand take over. And it's, it's. you said that so, I hope y'all didn't miss it. We Rewind <laughs> it back. I can't even read We Rewind <laughs> it back and listen to what, how you, you displayed and, and taught that, Showed that, explained that, so I can't even replicate. That. I don't even wanna, I, I'm not going to be able to do a justice on what you just displayed and just communicated with how it works and how the flow and step by step is is. It's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I need. I need. A, I need a session.
1: You do. You I'm do. I mean, I people fly in session. all LA. the time. It's. It's, and that's honestly. That's why I'm, I. Always knew my work had to be some type of different, but I didn't know what it was. But when I would have people flying from different states, out the country, I'm like, "You're from where?" And they would, you know, want to get a session with me. I'm I'm always extremely flattered by that because I'm like you couldn't just go to your hometown and find someone like you're flying across the country. You're flying from another, you know, literally from another country to get a session with me. Okay. Thanks. Like I'm just, it, but it made me realize the depth of my work goes beyond the hands and that's what I know, you know? And again, people, a lot of people I attract are Either they're trying to get on a journey, they're already on a journey, they've been on a journey, but they're stepping into a space of self-love, self-discovery, or they're already in that space and they want to continue to magne- you know, magnetize upon that. But that's generally what I attract. I don't even attract people anymore that it's just like, oh, my shoulder hurt work on my shoulder. Rarely I even attract that. And, and I think because of the way my Instagram displays my work. I think the reels have helped even more because I've always written it out in my caption, but I think a lot of people may not read the caption. They'll just look at the visuals. So with the reels, now it gives me more of an opportunity to step into my storytelling because that's what I'm doing in my videos. I don't know if a lot of people realize that. I'm not just, I'm not the massage therapist that's teaching about technique. I'm not the massage therapist that's like, oh, your shoulder hurt. Let me show you this technique. There's a phenomenal amount of massage therapists that's doing that. I'm telling you a story. I'm showing body work through my form of art. It's my art. And so I'm communicating to people about how the body communicates to us as professionals, how it's trying to communicate to them as an individual. And really the complexity behind what we really offer and not just a rub down or not just, you know, someone just digging into your tissue like you're a piece of meat. Like there's actually a lot of technical aspects to what we do. There's a lot of emotional aspects to what we do. We are literally therapists, hence the name, massage therapist. like People are coming out and they're telling all that they are. And when they don't verbalize it, the body snitches on them. And it snitches and tells them exactly what they are and what they're not. I feel like the organ that yells the most is the kidney. I don't know why. Maybe I just pick up on the kidney easily. But that's the only organ that has physically hit me back on many occasions. I'm like, did the kidney just hit me? Like, it does not like to be pressured, like it will kick you right out. You'll be doing a glide and be like, "Get out of here!" And you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's the yeah, wildest thing." You get kicked too. Like I'm like, it's like yeah. a little, it's like really a living thing. Like you make you 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 really right. realize how your organs are living because, <laughs> like I said, I, right. no other organ has hit me except the kid. That's why I know where they are. And I'm just like they're going to hit me. Mm-hmm. And um, again, people don't. It's like a little, like a little flick. It is. It's a it's flick. Like, you go down. It's like. It's like get off <laughs> me. You don't know me like that. Put your hands all up on me. Right. I got too much on me. Back up. Like it's like a little gangster organ. It's like right. right. gangster organ yeah. kidney. It's a red and blue sign. <laughs> I it, it is. They are oh, definitely yeah,
0: gangster. The little stroke, and all of a sudden, going in that stroke, you get a little.
1: Yep, like back up. Ease you know, out.
0: That, like what?
1: Yeah. So um, oh my gosh. It's just it's yeah. so funny. But you know, like I said, when it comes to the the body, it just communicates and it talks. And I just like I said, I love to tell the story about that. I love to share with people that we are really we've oversimplified ourselves. We think that one TikTok video is going to fix everything. We think that one Instagram post is going to fix everything. I tell people that come see me, it's a reason why it's called a healing journey. It's going to take you through a journey of self-discovery. Do not be surprised if this journey takes you for the rest of your life. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if you're 10 years in and stuff comes up that you thought you already resolved. Don't be shocked. If you can look at it as an opportunity, I use that word a lot because if we change our language with how we perceive things, it changes how we receive it. So if we change how we perceive it, it changes how we receive it. So if I say to a client, look at that as an opportunity, an opportunity that I can further delve delve deeper into myself To learn an opportunity to realize that I thought I got over this and I haven't even scratched the surface. An opportunity to know that if I'm this far into my journey and I'm like this much better, then that's an opportunity I can get even better. Like I can level up some more. What? Okay, let's go. You know, like if we can make it a form of excitement rather it being daunting, because again, a lot of people look at the healing process as you just meditate and all your worries go away you just manifest this car and it just pops into your energy field okay that's a possibility that's a possibility but what again a lot of people don't talk about is if 90% of your whole experiences is based off of your subconscious mind and 10% is your conscious mind then how are you manifesting Maybe that's why things keep coming your way because it's unconscious. So I just think like we've just, we've westernized these things. We call ourselves masters and you're only one year in a game. How are you a master at something and you're one year in a game? How offensive is it for people that have gone through, what is the term called when you, um, what is the term when you are a kid and you're kind of raised up into this thing, and then you go through your like your finale to oh, what is it mm-hmm. called? Oh my gosh, it's called um. When you
0: raise up a kid and then you, you so like you you have to go
1: through a process to show that all the things you accumulate up until that point is act like you can check all those boxes. It's like. Like a checklist? Not a checklist. Um, Okay, the term is leaving me, but I'll describe it as best as I can. So say if you have a kid who, uh, it's like the word is like, like, I feel like I can see it, but I'm not able to. Say if you have a kid who grew up with a family, Uh and let's say they're more indigenous, right? And so they're teaching this kid how to be a warrior. And so they're teaching them all these different ways of how to be a warrior, how to listen when you're online. And then you now got to go into the woods, and you have to find yourself back home. So that initiation, there we go. So once you have gone through the training, you have to go through your initiation process. And then through your initiation process, it proves whether you are that master or not. And I think, again, the West have made these initiation process literally taking a test. It's like, you're a master. No. No. Most masters take 10 years to master their skill set. Oh, is that 10? Is it 10,000 hours or 10 years? So again, it's like, it's low key offensive because anybody that really know indigenous practices, they groom you up into that point. And then you take that test to show and to prove that you have learned all the things you have gone through the whole journey and now you have arrived. Now you are the sage. Now you are the shaman. Now you are the Reiki master. Now you are these things because you've actually gone through the journey of everything it needs to really embody that expression. Yeah. That's my opinion.
0: That's, 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 that's an amazing opinion. I think that I've never, that's the first time I've ever looked at it. I've probably mentioned about it, but with different wordings, but like you said, you know, the that's an amazing perspective because the ones like, you know, like what you do, what I do, others is on this. We, we refer to it as the journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's deeper than just learning the practices because we understand it was about a year ago, about a year, year and a half ago where I was like, there's another level that I'm not, that I'm sensing. There's a, there's a, a higher version, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm very new on my journey. And I was like, I feel it, but I don't, I was trying to figure out like, what is this I'm feeling? Mm. Right. And what I realized is what I think a lot of us that's either further along on the journey or on this, that's on a, that's even aware that they're yeah. on a journey. Let's start there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That's
0: even aware about. It. Okay. realizes that, one, you can't go... There's a ceiling. Mm. You can't go higher until you work on you. Mm. You are the one that's preventing you from getting to what it is, to learning not just what it is to, to, to learn, learning how to look with yourself, learning you know, how to master skills, learning how to be more clear, more in tune, you got to learn all of this. Like, it's yeah. like, wait a minute, I got to be a better me. Yeah. That's where it starts. And the, kind of like what referring, yeah, you can take all these classes and learn these modalities and you can keep doing all of that. But eventually it's going to be like, what about you, though?
1: Right. And again, like,
0: <laughs> right? you know,
1: the term, like, you know, real recognizes real. Mm-hmm. So I always say your fruit should speak for itself. Like, if you are about that life, people will identify you as that. You won't have to say it. So, like, if you're a woman and you really are embodying your feminine energy, you really walk into that essence, and then you step into that space, people will call you that because that's how they see you. So, they'll say things like they might start calling you miss because they're like, you know, I mean, it's levels to everything. And then a random person, like, you know, thank you so much, queen. And they're not using it because it's a terminology. They're, they're really calling you who you are, you know. So, again, people use terms for trendiness. But, again, when someone is really embodying that, people will call you that over and over and over again because you have taken on that form and you've embodied that essence. And so now you are recognized accordingly instead of having to like speak it out. And I feel like we're in an era where everyone yells who they are. I'm this, I'm that. Look at me over here. I'm so this over here. I'm just chosen one. I am so, like like we we have created this false sense of hierarchy. And it's like, you know, I tell people all the, like, people like, oh, I want to do what you do. You want to go through what I went through? I don't think you do. <laughs> I don't think you do. So you want the fruits of my labor. You don't want to go through what I labor to get to that fruit, you know? And again, it's just, it's, you get to, a. am at a point in my life where I'm like, we got to stop being disrespectful unconsciously. We got to stop, because we just dismiss so much of elders. I'm not saying I'm an elder, I'm far from it, but I'm saying like, we dismiss elders in our, in our society. And it's like, But they've gone through things that you haven't even explored yet. You don't even know. And it's not to discredit what we call beginner's genius or what you might have someone who's like, yo, you're so skilled. But I'm quite sure you as a professional, you are probably light years away from when you first started as a massage therapist, even if you were good at what you did. Like you might have been skilled, like real good with it. And now you're like, oh, I was good, but... Dang, I wasn't on this level, you know? And it's like, you know, and you'll continue to evolve. And I can say this from a space of like doing what I've been doing. I've been an esthetician for now 15 years, I've been a massage therapist for now 10 years. And I'm really looking at my own trajectory. And I've always had a really good touch. Like I heard that when I was in school you're, you have a good touch, you have a good flow, you have a good things. And even when I was an esthetician, I was trained in a lot of massage modalities. I worked for a company that is like really known for their massage techniques. And it was one of my clients, again, real recognizes real. One of my clients was like, when I became a massage therapist, I gave her a facial. I was her facialist before I was a massage therapist. And I was a facialist after I was a massage therapist. And she was like, I have to say this to you. You've always did a really good massage technique within your facial, she said, but now I can tell that you're coming from a completely different space with your massage Mm -hmm. than what you did before. Now, again, in my head, I'm like, I'm still doing the same thing, but I'm not because my intention has changed. I'm able to palpate. You don't learn about palpation when you're an esthetician. You're really feeling through muscles. You understand fascia. like You just know the body from a different lens. So Your perception shifts. And I'm not just looking at the face as, oh, you got these wrinkles or you got this. And let's just slap this peel on you. And let's just put this on you. Let's just do this hydrofacial or whatever. All that's bomb. But I can now look at the tissue. And as soon as I touch it, oh, there's lymphedema here. Oh, you know, we have some stagnation over here. Oh, there's, you know, fascial restriction going on. And that's pulling from the pack. So let's release the pack to release the neck to release the, like, it's things you know. So you can work smart and you can work more dynamically. And your client will receive that through instant connection. So, though I was a phenomenal esthetician and I was an esthetician five years prior to I was a massage therapist, I am nowhere near the same level of esthetician I was 10 years ago, let alone even now 13 years ago. Like, my practice has shifted and it's continued to evolve because I'm evolving. So, you know, again, I just think. Yes, there are a lot of people who are fresh and new and excited and enthusiastic and are really, really good, but we cannot overlook someone who's passionate, love what they do. Let's be clear. Just because you're years in the game don't mean you're good. We know that's not the case, right. but someone who is,
0: oh, oh, that's a big one. I'm just that's saying, like I can't
1: make right? Just, but someone with who, you. I stand with you. who loves what they do, who's been constantly evolving and really growing their practice. And they're 10, 15, 20 years into the game. There's no comparison. They just have, even if they don't know more than you, they have more bodies underneath their belt than you. They have more life experience underneath their belt than you. They have more. Just different encounterments that has challenged their practice. You're going to, you can learn something textbook and something's going to come on your table that's completely out of the textbook and you're going to be like, okay, so mm, I know how to release this, but this with this, what do you do with this? You know, like you, you never experienced it before. Now you have to take all that knowledge and you have to figure it out. And that's the one thing I think makes massage therapists amazing we have to figure things out on the fly. Because you can't just pull out your book and start looking at stuff. Like Again, it's going to show who you are and who you're not. And your client's going to know it. So it's like, I think that is the beauty of what we do, especially someone who's very in tune. But um, yeah, like I said, I, I really feel that there needs to be we kind of need to pull back and humble ourselves a little bit more and stop trying to classify everyone as these greats when they're not, they're not honestly as great as they make themselves out to be. Their facade and their persona is great, but they're not really embodying that. And so they can be leading you down a path of um, mediocrity because they really haven't stepped into the true essence of their greatness. They're fronting it. So it's really important for persons, um, people who are looking for therapists to really know what you're looking for so that you can identify the therapist that can help you with that. You might just need someone who's straight out of school. That's exactly my, you what you might need. And that would be great for you. You might need someone who's three years in the game, for whatever. Again, it's just about clarification. And it's about us as practitioners being honest and transparent. Am I good with lymphatic drainage? Baby, give me a face and I can make it happen all day, any day. Body? Absolutely not. That's not my area of expertise. So I'm going to send them to someone who's a specialist in that. Can I do fascial work? Yes. Am I good at it? Yes. Am I a rofer? No. (laughs) Am I a structural integrational specialist? No. So I'm going to send you over to someone who specializes in that. And I don't think that's a problem with that. Like, We don't have to just hoard it all. Some things I'm really, really good at. Some things I'm just not, and I'm okay with that. So I share that person with another person that can really help them on the journey. And that's the maturity within me as a professional now. It's not a threat. If someone goes to another amazing massage therapist, please do. It's not a threat even if they decide to stay with them. Please do. I've given you all you needed from me and I honor your journey. And please continue to get what you need from others. And I support you with that. And I'm grateful for the moments we had together. So, yes. yeah. Yes.
0: You know, some people may think, like, to piggyback off of that point, I actually encourage each client when they, when they first, after a session with me their first time, to actually continue to keep looking. That way you know, like, if you, like, you know, make sure you continue to try, you know. I would love to work with you, but I want you to know, like, you're for sure you would like for me to work with you. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Meaning it's like, you know, I know somebody, I was like, yeah, I was going to go to this person, but, you know, I heard about you, wanted to try you, It's fine. But also still try that person. yeah. You know, because just because we had a great session, they may be a better fit, you know, for what you need. May not be. I don't know. But you don't know if you don't continue to try to see what you for sure about, you know. And like I said, I would love to work with you. I would love to work with you. But if you just find somebody else, that's fine with me, too, because now I'm in a maturity like, okay. as you start to become a go, go through school to kind of get your license or license size to kind of continue to piggyback to go even deeper, you've, you will want to work with everybody. Mm-hmm. And what I realized for one key word that you said, you're, you've you matured, you're secure with who you are as a person, that you're not for everybody. And that was the same that just because I could work on anybody doesn't mean I'm for everybody. No. And with me, you know, or had to start off how to really embrace that. That was one of my first lessons I had to embrace because mm. you think I want to work on everybody. I want everybody to come to me. I want to. Yeah. And it wasn't like an everybody theme. It was me being okay with, like, I really had to talk to myself, like, really? <laughs> you want to work on everybody? Do you know how many people are on this planet? Mm-hmm. How many sessions can you even do it? Right? How many sessions can you do a month? How many, you know what I mean? Like, There's trillions of people. You can't do a trillion massages.
1: Right, right.
0: (laughs) You know? So then I had to break that down. I was like, okay, well, yeah, you're right. I can't do that much. And that can be overwhelming to myself because I have to protect my energy. You know, we have to be in clear spaces and making sure that I'm at the best version of myself and continue to evolve to be a better uh, service for you, a better help for you to hold a space to be able to work deeper and elevate the the service that I give as well, yeah. I have to keep going. But that's why I say, like, hey, continue to try. Continue to try. You know, if it's me, I would love for to have you here. But if not, I love the fact that we're able to have a session and you was able to experience and I was able to help with whatever I could help with. I'm honored for that. And, you know, I would love to see you again. And
1: and it's very empowering for your clients because... You yeah. know, they should know what works for them and when they need it. So like, how amazing is it when your client comes to you like, I needed you today. I, I, I needed you. I needed exactly what you offer and I'm here. You know, so like for them to be so clear in themselves is a gift because again, that's, we're here as a soul to explore and to know. So it's like, once they know how you can help them, then they know when to come to you. They know when to go to someone else. It's like um, when I took this cranial class, we talked about like your medicine and like all of us have medicine that we offer. So when people come to us, they're journeying for that particular medicine and then they go either back into this journey with us or they journey somewhere else for different medicine. So it's like once you know the medicine you offer, you don't need clients sometimes ODing you might have that strong potent medicine where you might need to see a client like once a year and you gave them what they needed and then they, they digest that medicine and they keep it going. Metaphorically speaking, you know, some people, they need that bump like that, like every week or every whatever. So it depends on what kind of, you know, what kind of medicine you got. Um, but, but, yeah, I just, I think, I know. I was like, maybe that wasn't appropriate to say to mom. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. We're all here. We oh
0: do, we're keeping my God. everything in. We make it happen. That's, that's what I love
1: it but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, it's just maturity. It's acceptance. And it's really a sense of like knowing. And like I said, I think that's what differentiates practitioners. You know, if a practitioner is really about the healing journey, They're probably going to be very open to you journeying to find your healing. And people that are not really about that journey, they're going to try to hoard you in, lock you down, make you feel really insecure, pick out all your flaws, keep telling you what's wrong with you so that you can continue to become dependent on them. Because we all know the most loyal customer is the most insecure customer. So it's like if you can play on people's insecurities, you can really keep them coming, but that's not the type of comeback you want. That's not the boring effect you want. You want them coming back because you're feeding on their securities. So you, they know every time they come to you, they feel secure within themselves. You help to reiterate that for them. And they want to be in that space often. So they come back to you. So it's like, you can play either way. That's the duality of life play on their insecurities or play on their securities and you can help them either way in life. One will probably be a more lower vibration. The other one will be a higher vibration. And, um, and again, I just don't play around with energy because I know what you, every cause has an effect. And when you know better, you have to do better. So I feel that there's a little bit more, uh, karmic whiplash when you know better and you choose to operate out of and you choose to operate from a low integrity based space you don't have integrity i feel like a person who is aware of that and they do that spitefully that you might get a little bit of bad whiplash from that but someone who don't know then they may not have any real whiplash cuz they don't know so they're like okay this is just what it is so that's just my perspective again i don't say things as like indefinites or this is the facts I just think that, you know, it's important for us as practitioners to really identify who we are individually, who we are collectively, and it's very important for customers to really know that there is so many variations of what we offer and really being able to identify for themselves who is who and who is the best for them.
0: Yes, yes. It's such... Oh my gosh, you're incredible. See, Thank I see you. why the fact that, like you say, real recognized real and, you know, going all the way back to having clients flying from out of state to come and see you, when they may not have that where they are. Mm. You know, they may not, there's, there's great therapists where they are, but they resonated with you. And I can see why you have such a presence such wisdom you know such such you know integrity you you you, you have you're there you're at such a space that is ready for to me ready for the masters okay mm. you're ready you're ready for it all you know because of the work that you do is true to yourself yeah that is the key ingredient and that is why it's like nope i want to go over there yeah. <laughs> because we see it like what Kanye say, there's a thousand you, the only one of me. Yeah.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So when it's you and you that one of you, and it's like, like, I want the one of you. Yeah. I want the one of what? Because I can get that anywhere else. And that's where it's like I'm, I'm that's why I'm I'm coming for sure. That's, <laughs> that's exactly why. Uh <laughs> that's without question. No. I'm telling you, I'm finding a book. I'm going to LA. Hey, I'm, that's Cameroon T. <laughs> everybody, you know, you. I, I want to work with 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 other ones that's been on here, like Sanctity. Everybody. I'm popping up on everybody. Pop up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to to experience. I'm popping up on everybody because I'm such a fan. I, I love you. the word. I love how you broke everything down. I love how you, you you just you're just an amazing soul. You're an amazing spirit, thank and you you, you have such a calmness, such a warming, welcoming here to help, here to serve humanity mm. spirit as best as you can, and that that's not overlooked without you saying the word. That's what I see that resonates.
1: Wow, which thank is you. And
0: this is where it's getting a gravitational pull.
1: It, it is. It Everybody really is. To yeah, yeah. And, and we are, you know, we're mirrors of each other. You know, we really are. So, like, what you see in me is what is in you. And that's why you can see it and identify it. And, you know, like I said, I'm just, I've always been this way since I was a kid. Like, my personality, I've calmed down a lot. I used to be a hyper child. Super, super, super hyper. Like, very animated. Very, like. I was, I was, I was a whole moment, but as I've gotten older in life and just doing the work I do, I have to be a lot calmer than even my own nature would be naturally. I would have to slow down and calm down and be grounded because I can't work with people who are ungrounded in an ungrounded state within myself. So I had to become slower. Even how I used to talk, I used to talk, remember Bone thugs and harmony Yes, I'm dating myself. Remember Bone thugs and harmony
0: Oh yeah, I'm you
1: don't rem- you don't know who Bone Thugs and Harmony? Uncle
0: Charles, y'all I, <laughs> to I was
1: with the Uncle Charles. That's everybody's favorite. Yeah, Uncle Charles. Everybody had Uncle Charles. I know, right? I actually do have an Uncle Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I have Uncle Charles. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, but I used to love me some Bone Thugs and Harmony. And me and my friends, it was like two guys I used to go to school with. We was like kid kids, but we all three of us talked super fast. So we would be able to like spit those bones How many lyrics like it was water? And um, and I used to always say when I was a kid, like people were like, "Oh, you talk too fast." I said, "No, you comprehend too slow." I was a smart ass. I really was. <laughs> I like, think I would just mm. be a little sassy. I was like, I, said, I was very," I'm like, people meet the evolved version of me. I'm like, that wasn't who I was, but my heart has been the same. Like I've always cared for humanity and studying numerology and astrology. I'm like. Again, so much makes so much sense why I am who I am, and it's give clarity. And it's not saying we have to be stuck to our zodiac expressions or stuck to our aspects or stuck to our numerology. Can you ascend beyond those things? Yeah, can those things no longer influence you? Absolutely. And it just gives you a really great blueprint of what your soul chose this lifetime to experience. And because of free will, we can choose to stay in that experience or we can create a new experience. But at least if you know what you're working with, you know how to get to those experiences with a little less tension and a little more ease. And so, you know, it's the reason why people feel very comfortable around me. It's a reason why I can go into these dark, mystical spaces in a very graceful way. Because again, the influences within my chart, within my numerology, you know, I have a lot of leadership ability. I have to work in a space of integrity because I have the ability to deeply influence people. And I know that. So I choose to use it in a way that can influence people to be the best version of themselves versus influence them to do what I want them to do. Because again... That uh, repercussion of that uh, non-integrity-oriented manner is going to just whip flash back at me. I know that, so I don't play those games, and that's why I am who I am. That's why I'm, I work with my hands. It's like it's like I start to really dissect myself. I'm like that makes sense. That makes sense. That's why I'm really passionate. That's why I'm really this. Like you learn these things about yourself, and you really see the story and then you can see the story in others and you can help people to utilize something like numerology, astrology, um, the human design. That's what you were sharing about too, right? Is it called human design? Something design. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and
0: human design has like the, uh, different channels. I don't want you lose your thoughts. Yeah.
1: But human design, um, you know, Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, like there's so many like categories of ways we can honestly just learn ourselves, and all of it has truth, all of it has validity, all of it has resources we can use. It's just what are you tuned into, and how can you, you know, m- maximize on that? Like when I work with my clients, I am looking at their name, I am looking at the day they're born, I am um, if they know they're rising in their moon and there, um, obviously their sun signs. most people know their sun signs. Then I want to go a little deeper in there if they're open. I have conversations. So I'm, I'm basing it off of not only what I'm physically seeing, but what I'm seeing written on paper as well. I don't have the electronic, uh, sign in thing. I'm not there yet. I might have to get you to help me with that. Um, but my clients do have to fill out paperwork. <laughs> oh um, so I'm not there uh-huh. yet, but you know, Maybe I might get there a lot sooner than later, right. but you know, needless to say, um,
0: got you. You need, I, got you. You
1: I appreciate know. it because I will need help with that. Um, but needless to say, I really, um, I look at everything, and I always tell clients, and I'm about to snitch on myself. Oh, I'm about to snitch on myself. If you want to know the truth about someone, look at their feet and look at their butt. Hear me out. The feet are the most hidden aspects of who we are. If you know how to read the feet, it's going to tell you a lot about the person's unconscious state of who they are, as well as conscious, but it's gonna show a lot about the unconscious, the texture, the tone, the temperature of their feet, how their toes are, are they straight, are they curled, are they bent? Every little nuance is going to tell you a story of what's going on. And you can also measure with their feet if they change the aspect of themselves because the feet will change. And I always tell people, if you want to transform your life, work on your feet. It will shift your life. And I mean that wholeheartedly. So that's one snitching. The other reason why I say the, the butt or the glutes, because again, it's a hidden space. So how the glutes either contract Or are they relaxed? Are they sunken in? Are they pushed out? Are they um, full? Are they deflated? It's a lot of communication around the glutes. So anywhere where the body is able to hide itself is going to be the most telling of who its true self is. The back, most of the posterior portion of the body, the back, the glutes, and the feet. So if you want to know truth, you go to those zones and it will tell you what's going on. It's hard to tell with the scalp unless they have a bald head. Because you can't see, but the scalp does as well. And the ears is another little hidden spot you can look into to see what's going on with them if you know how to read ears. That's what I love about reflexology because in foot reading and ear reading and hand reading and all these things, um, I don't know palmistry yet, but there's palmistry and things of that sort. It's a, you can tell a lot by people by looking at these aspects. And you can then communicate to them, especially with like their hands and their fingers and stuff like that. You can be like, okay, I need to not get this person really upset because the way their thumb is formulated and shaped, they could have a potential high head. So I'm gonna keep it cool with them. I'm not gonna upset them. Or if they have short, stumpy fingers, they may not be into all the attention to detail like I might be. So I might need to make it a little bit more simple but effective. You know, it's just like you look at things. You know, if they're like this, you know, like really concave, it could be, yes, they're on a computer a lot and they, you know, type and things that sort. And it could be that maybe they've had some type of heart break and they have a heart wall and the wall has become so pushed out and so that they can't get hurt again. So they round themselves more and more forward to protect their heart from being exposed. So again, just trying to like, pop them open and do all this stuff and not considering the fact of why their shoulders are rounded like that and the psychothermatic component of it, you can create more body armor on them because you are trying to push them out of a pattern that they are holding themselves into for safety. So when you are moving them out of these patterns of holding, you have to move with the tissue in a very delicate way and a very like sensory oriented way So the tissue knows it's not on threat and then it can move out of that space, even if it's for a moment and you just hold it there out of that space, even if it's for a moment. So they can feel what it feels like to be out of that pattern. And sometimes you might know they (sighs) take a deep breath in or they may start sighing. They may start crying. You might why they're crying because they're finally feeling what it's supposed like to be open, you know? And then you can allow them to even go back into that space because now they have new cellular memory of how it's held. And like I said, with the glutes, when you start working on people's glutes, if they're constantly clenching their glutes, then again, it might be something unconsciously around their safety, you know, their ability to create or not create, you know, their expression of sexuality or not, Had they had been sexually assaulted or sexually molested that can also communicate how the hips and the pelvis and the glutes are holding themselves and they'll start to shape it. it's a whole thing um and i always tell my clients when i'm having these conversations with them i'm not looking at their body in judgment i'm looking at their body in the space of observation so i'm observing why the body is doing it this way, how it's holding itself, so that we can have a conscious dialogue of bringing you into the awareness of what your body has already been aware of for a long time. And so now through conscious dialogue, from a space of observation, you're able to be comfortable with working out of these things because you know I'm not judging you off of this. I'm bringing awareness to something that has brought awareness to me. And so it feels different within the person to move out of it because they don't feel shame. So it gets like really big on how you perceive it is how you receive it. So if they perceive it, that is not a threat, that it, I'm not insulting them, that I'm not looking at them naked and like, uh, why are you at this? I, like, no, it's more so. OK, so why are pos- like, you know, why are these pustules? Like building up on the upper back. Why is it not in the middle of the back? Why is it not on the lower back? Okay, so what does the upper back represent? Or the weight of the world in the shoulder. So what are you shouldering through in light? So it's like, I'm literally coming from that. So why is this? Well, why is that? Well, why is this? Well, why is is that? Why is this? Why is that? Um, Going back to astrology, I have a ton of Mercury influence in my chart. (laughs) So again, a ton heavy influence of Mercury. So um that's again why I'm big into communication, clear communication, how I communicate, um, because that's just who I am. So again, it really helps people to move out of these patterns. And that's when you can have these what has appeared to be miraculous breakthroughs. Because not only does a person become aware of this, they're ready to shift it and they're ready to shift it with love. So the impact could be deeper and more fulfilling.
0: well. And I, and I noticed is that
1: 33 around? Is that 33? Oh, no, it's ohm. But everyone thinks it's 33.
0: <laughs> it's ohm. Okay. Because then I was like, you got any numerology? With,
1: you know? I definitely have, it's very interesting. I have um, my name, my biological name is Tamika Cook, right? So that name adds up when she reduced it to like um, That's a different numerology, right? However, Tammy Cook actually adds up to 33, and that's my go by. Somatic Healings is 11. That's what it reduces to, an 11. And the Somatic Alchemist is 77. I did not do this intentionally. I had no idea. I started going by Tammy Cook because it was actually kind of a like an unfortunate situation, but when I started in the industry out here, not back home, but out here, I was working at a high end mm-hmm. space. And the woman came in and, um, it's like, okay, you know, your therapist is ready for you. I was an esthetician at the time and he said my name, you know, Tamika's ready. And she put her hand on her chest and she was like, Tamika, oh, what happened to the nice blonde girl that I had last time? Most people probably don't know why I even go by Tammy Cook. My coworkers know at the time, but most other people don't know why I go by Tammy Cook. So I was like, and when my friend told me that, I'm like, okay. And at my other spots I worked at, because I had many jobs, unfortunately at the time, um, I was like, so is my books low because I'm as a therapist, or when people are calling in asking for therapists, they give our names. such as available at two o'clock, such as available at four o'clock. I said, so are they being turned off by my name? And they don't want to book with me because they have a perception of who Tamika is. And so I sat with it and I I was like, I could either rock with it or I can see if it makes an impact, if it makes a change. So I was debating between either going by Nikki or Tammy, because my middle name is Nakia. So I was like, Either Nikki or Tammy. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try Tammy. So again, I just dropped the KA and I just went by Tammy Cook instead of Tamika Cook, which you not believe that my books started getting crazy. Oh, I already know. I
0: can imagine. I see that. I saw that a mile away. I said, I bet you.
1: I was like,
0: I knew exactly where he was going.
1: Okay, um, and again, when people would see me, they never they I'd never had a client really have issues with the physicality of who I was. I didn't have locks at the time. I had like straight hair, you know, pressed all the things, but they had an issue with the name because in their idea, the name Tamika had a certain connotation in their minds. So when they heard the name Tamika, they automatically thought they knew who I was. But if they would see me, they would have no issue with it. So again, perception and reception. And I remember a lot of my coworkers were upset, especially my white coworkers, that I switched my name to Tammy. They were annoyed. They was like, Why are you going by Tammy? And I was like, actually I was like, actual people why I'm going by Tammy. And it was like (laughs) And it was like, Are you kidding me? I was it like, ask them. And so they were just <laughs> so upset. Cause they're like, Are you kidding me? Like you're amazing therapist, and I'm like, yo, check it. It this is the world we are in. This is a reality. I was working in Beverly Hills. I'm working in Los Angeles. Again, it's everything, everything is about perception. Everything is about how you look and how all the things. So again, um, And it just wound up sticking. But interestingly enough, Tammy Cook adds up to the number 33. And I'm like, and that's when I really started diving more into teaching, which is a master teacher. Like, you will see how things link up. And, you know, somatic healings happen to add up to an 11. I didn't know that until I started studying numerology. And when I came up with the name, The Somatic Alchemist, I just came up with the name. I wasn't looking at the numerology until after I wrote the name down and made sure everything was... Available websites, all the stuff. Um, and that's when I went to go trademark it and make sure it was, you know, not registered already. And that's when I did the numerology and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. 77. So 11, 33, 77 are yeah. um, business numbers that are around me. That's amazing
0: I'm a master
1: number 33. Ah. So, yeah. So I knew
0: it was, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I know the connection. Real, recognize, real. I, mm-hmm. I see you. I see you. <laughs> that's how the avatar does. I see you. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> that's incredible. Oh my gosh, I, that's. I can't. I can't thank you enough. Thank you enough. So, what would you say? What would be the message for? I guess I could go two ways. Okay. let's start with what would be the message we'll go the easy way first for up and coming i mean you if they ain't got it by now so <laughs> already kind of broke down but we're gonna summer we're gonna summarize it,
1: okay
0: what would be the message for up and coming therapists you know uh that's looking into the industry that we in that you have or would like to tell
1: you hmm. i would say um because I'm technically in two industries, I would guess I have to answer it both ways. Um, as an esthetician, if someone is coming into um, that arena, first of all, pick a school that really resonates with you, and based off of um, how you feel when you go to their open house, go to the open house and feel into the moment, feel into like how the classrooms are set up, how the teachers are, how the administration staff is. And, um, and base it off of what you want to learn or what you think you want to learn as a professional. Like what tools you want to be set up for, for success with that. That's the Veda Institute. I was into holistic approaches to mind, body wellness. And that was a phenomenal fit for me. Still love it to this day. And then for massage, same thing. Go to a school. That's going to set you up for success of where you think you want your career to go. Um, at that point in time. I would say also make sure your teachers are um, been in the industry for, if you if you can, for well over 10 years because they're going to accelerate you that much more. They're going to teach you curriculum, but they're going to accelerate you within that curriculum because they're also going to teach from their 10, 20, 30 plus years experience as a professional. So you get the best of both worlds. Um, and then once you get your... It depends on which one. For us in California, we don't have licensed massage therapists. We're certified massage therapists. Um, so, But we are licensed estheticians. So it's just the way in which our licensing works in here. But if you are becoming a licensed esthetician or a licensed massage therapist or a certified massage therapist, depending on which state you're in, just be open to not being the same therapist as you came in, as you will leave out. Be receptive to change. Be receptive receptive to growth because you will grow. And just know that books, life experience, and as much practice you can get underneath of your hands is the most effective way of becoming a phenomenal therapist. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh because the number two was the esthetician portion oh put them together you know oh i the do thing, but definitely I, I i completely back that up you know that's interesting that um you know as far as like the school and how long are would you say the how long was the when you graduate, was it like a year long
1: for which one aesthetic or school massage or? so massage it's like oh. a year and a half to two years depending on which you know program you're taking what classes you're taking and your scheduling my school was a little different because um a lot was kind of based it was like free elective style as far as classes so it's like if your schedule could line up some people could bang it out in a year if they're like super disciplined you know and can just like take classes at any time. But if you're working, if you're in a working adult, which a lot of people are, then it may take you anywhere between a year to two years at the time. Um, for for my esthetician program, it wasn't so much of like outside of, um, it wasn't like the massage. So my program was nine months because it was just like throughout that whole time frame, this is our hours and this is when you start and this is where you end and that's just what it was. Um, so it took me nine months to become an esthetician, like a year and a half to become a massage therapist. And um, yeah, it's been. It was a, both were very phenomenal journeys. Like, I just I think my life has been around becoming a scholar, not a student. So scholars are very right. different than students. And I've always attracted yeah. teachers and professors that took me on a scholastic journey. And um, being an esthetician, like we had to learn Maladies, which we all know that's the case. That's learn Maladies. We also had to learn, we had two thick textbooks for um, the Ayurvedic way. And then we had another textbook with um, horse. I'm gonna go and pronounce his name cause I'm gonna back up his other name, but horse or whatever, the guy who created Aveda. So we was studying from like pretty much four books, not just the Maladies book. And so we knew how to do all the stuff to pass our tests and all these other things. And on top of it, our teachers were so bomb. At the time, we had some issues. That's not a whole other story, but whatever. We had some issues. We worked through them. We worked through them. Um, and it was just kind of like one teacher left. Another, we needed help with getting another teacher. And the teacher didn't leave because of us. It was administration stuff, again. But she um, was great and what she started us with was like literally teaching us modalities that we would never have learned solely at the Aveda institute and they continued that when we graduated like when we were um closer to graduation we started learning about chemical peels and not Aveda oriented we learned about like sugaring definitely not Aveda oriented we are not sugaring. we were waxing with that very special and if anyone, if that wax is still the same, you know what I mean by special wax, at Avena? And you, if you could wax with that wax, you could wax with any wax. So that was, yeah. Heart <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: wax on.
1: So that was that was something. <laughs> you was definitely gonna be a professional with that. And then again, you know, like <laughs> I'm so serious. It was challenging, but um. And then just like the Ayurvedic approach, it was just so full. You know, and same thing at my other school, I went to ISME. Um, at the time, it was just very, like, hol- again, holistically oriented. You're going to learn about, like, the real technical things, like, you know, deep tissue Swedish, uh, sports, very practical. And then we would, like, do, like, sensory patterning, cranial psychotherapy, polarity, um, cellular recall, like like, all these different other things, and you're like, Foot reading, this, that. And it's just like, I'll take that. I'll take reflexology. I'll take this. I'll take that way. And so we take all these different things to become a very, you know, vast oriented therapist. So it's kind of like you said, you know, when you're in a kitchen, you got the pots, the pans, but like how you cooking? And, you know, with this last name cook, I'll be cooking in these streets, you know, I'm cooking in a treatment room you know, with a setting, and I'm cooking with a massage, you know, add a little spice here, a little snack there, a little this a little that, you know, um, and <laughs> I'll be cooking, and I really enjoy I know I was like you I was like, oh my gosh, it's like such a play on words, but um it it really does make you a dynamic therapist, and I initially, when I left school. You cannot tell me as an esthetician I would be working in a medical field, which I did. And I would be working with chemical pills and, you know, all these like intense treatments and all the things. And I did. And it honestly did not bring me joy. And that's why I no longer wanted to work in those environments because the pay was insane for some of the treatments I was doing. And when I say insane, I mean like, I won't even mention what I would make with some of those treatments in an hour. But let's just say it will blow your damn mind. And I walked away from it because it brought me no joy. It brought me no joy. And um, and so I just was like, I can't do this. I don't want to just, you know, slap a pill on someone or stick machines on someone and, you know, freeze their fat or things of that sort. Again, these are really phenomenal tools and resources. It's just not my tool and it's not my resource. And it's not why I'm put here to um, help people with. I'm help. I'm here to help people in their journey of becoming whole. And I feel sometimes in the medical world, it's so much separation, it's so much thinking, it's so much looking at our flaws instead of looking at our potential. And I just really wanted to, be an embodiment of the representation of holistic truly every aspect of it and um and again I'm not opposed to women getting like you know their their fillers their Botox their BBLs and all those things they go for it girl do you yeah, girl um <laughs> and however and this might be a little bit of a sensitive topic but I have to be honest with it As women, we always are pushed into an idea of beauty, whether we push it on ourselves or we push it onto others. And when it comes to beauty, how can we celebrate a woman that have the resources and the, um, the connections to transform themselves using artificial means to do so You know, and even if it is natural, it's not natural in the sense it's how you're born and have that be a representation of the standard of beauty. And when you're a woman who haven't gone through those things and you look to a woman that may have not also gone through those things. And now you're judging yourself negatively because you're looking at something that's not real as a form of beauty. And you're looking at your real self and saying, I'm not beautiful because I don't look like this. And I just think it's a subject matter is very, very sensitive and it's very delicate. And, you know, again, I've had clients that have had it all. Like I've had clients that have are natural as all day. And I have clients that have had like, you know, plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery or whatever. And again, there's no space for judgment here. It's really an opportunity as women to really look at what we're creating. And are we really setting ourselves up for success or are we setting ourselves up for failure? And because so many women come to me with like Hashimoto's disease and, you know, fibroids or had to have their breasts removed or many things, we gotta start asking ourselves in this beauty industry, is these things really beautifying us or is it pretty forms of toxic overload? And, you know, again, I think it's an opportunity for us to look at beauty from really different standards and not base in every everyday beauty off of a beauty that is um, cosmetically altered and feeling less of yourself because this person chose a path to make themselves beautiful, probably for work. Cause again, the camera eye is very different than a human eye, but probably for work and probably because, you know, they had to look a certain way for a role, you know? And it's like, But we're not characters in everyday life and we're not playing a role. But why are we putting ourselves in these predicaments that some women are actually not only being harmed and hurt, but are also losing their lives for these procedures of perceived beauty? And, you know, I said earlier, like, why I kind of changed my role as an esthetician. I had to really start looking at beauty differently, even within myself. And so... I don't think i'm better or worse than anyone but that's a reason why at least now you know i choose not to do anything as far as cosmetically to my face like i haven't done any fillers or botox or anything of that sort because i want to really step into the space of loving myself and accepting and working with the reflection i see looking back at me at the mirror and maybe, like I said, maybe that's easy to talk upon with someone who's not like 50 plus or 60 plus, like I said, you know, and it's not getting stuck because the universe has a funny way of making me eat my words. That's why I said, that's why I said, like, you know, I have not yet. And it's not because I intend on it, but because I also know that things happen. And so when you get into a heavy judgmental space, you can be pushed on the other end where you will get those things. And now you have to look at it from a different lens. So. I honor the people that get these procedures and these things to make themselves look good so that they can feel good. And I really welcome us the opportunity to stop being so dependent on those things as a form of um, beauty expression and really seeing like, are these things affecting our health and our well being? And is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? And is there another way that we can be the best version of ourselves? So, yeah. Like I said, I know it's a sensitive subject, but it's something I do feel passionately about. And I and I love to talk to women about like really loving ourselves. And that's why I'm big on massaging your face every day or, you know, getting facials. Yeah, you can wear makeup and things of that sort. Like I'm a former makeup artist. Come on. Like, of course, but I don't, you know, like I was makeup artist for many years, but I also don't feel that we should be again, like applying makeup so much that you don't even look like yourself at all. Like you just look like you're trying to be someone else. And that's the thing with beauty. If you look at a lot of what people are trying to mimic as beauty is wrapped around a very handful of people. And that's low key disturbing. So it's like, you're getting surgery to look like someone else. Like what? Whereas I knew this woman who she had a lower blast done. Cause she had really insanely like puffy eyes. She probably didn't know that that that's a reflection of her kidneys at the time, but she had these really insane puffy eyes and it was like, it was really intense. And I would have never known she had surgery. But when I saw, she showed me her stitches mark and she showed me her before picture and I was like, wow, that's insane. And she looked honestly phenomenal afterwards. And I'm like, I mean, she looked 20 years younger. And she wasn't doing it to look young. It was like literally her under eyes was out to here, like, can you, like I'll, I'm not being sarcastic. It was crazy. Um, so like like I said, stuff like that, I get. She wasn't coming from it. Like she still looked like a regular everyday. You would never know. You would never know. But I think that's the beauty of plastic surgery. But we've kind of inverted it, and we've kind of perverted it. And now we're trying to literally look like the same person, like clones of a, a person walking around. The only difference is the skin tone. That's that's a little, you know, so I think we can um if we choose, we can be better, we can do better. And I just think women being a woman, and that is my that's my calling to in addition to helping my men, because I love helping men and I love working with men, I have a deep deep soul connection to really helping women and helping us to really step into the essence of authentic beauty and celebrating our uniqueness and how we're shaped and how we're formed and literally enriching those aspects of ourselves so that we can radiate in a way that we just are emanating essences of a divine spark in the flesh.
0: So Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's an amazing message. I'm glad you went there. Um mm-hmm. you know, to to give a just is another additional uh, scenario. Um on summon rising, everything. Not everything, but a certain part like, you know, they say beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of individuals understand the depth of that yeah that's basically it's not oh it's the way i am Yeah, it's just the way you are but that's like the doorway it's so much deeper it's your spirit it's your it's your soul it's your connection with you like real recognize real going back yeah just just a brief moment like if you are completely the best version of yourself you've done the work you're you're radiating you're giving energetic radiation of I'm good and I'm happy with who I am as a person, that attracts more mm-hmm. you know, others you know, we keep it there Yeah, <laughs> that attracts more others than the, the, the turn heads you do, because at the end of the day, you can only see so much yeah, of course, she got you know, BBL or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, but so does a lot, of thousands and thousands, if not millions, other women too. Yeah. But what you can't, what you can't put surgery on, what you can't just go by, is who you truly are.
1: Right. And being
0: happy with yourself and going into the men. Men like authenticity. We like who you are. Your character. Yeah. You the BBLs and all that stuff can get our attention. You can get any man you want. But you have trouble keeping him because of who you are. Right. You need to work on that. You work on the outer shell. That's like you got this clam fish. Yeah, you get you crack that, but there's only one bite and it's right. gone. And it's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's not a forever back There's not a forever <laughs> there we go. There's not a forever maintaining. And I think we focus so much on the attention, we focus so much on the 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 attraction. Yeah. Versus the maintaining, maintaining the, 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 the forever well of the divine feminine, you know, yeah. like the life, like giving life. People don't even know about that. They're like, when you say divine feminine, I know exactly where.
1: Because it's a different energy, you know, and again, I think yeah. some people go extreme like. Yeah, you know, I guess some people can go there, you know, where it's like, I'm not wearing no makeup, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, I'm not wearing no perfumes, I'm not do- and I agree with all that too. And again, because so many of us has already gone on this journey, we create solutions to the things we used to love and we bring it in a way that's actually helping us and taking care of our natural makeup so it doesn't distort our organic nature for just again, something very fleeting you know, and that's why I made a skincare line. That's why my skincare line is all natural products. That's why I made an organic perfume. I love to smell good. Like, yes, I want to be able to embrace someone. And they're like, oh, you smell good. Instead of like, you know, embracing them with the essence of a little too much nature, you know, you just balance. And, um, you know, because, because of that, again, I'm not a person who come from a space where There are some women who are absolutely like, I mean, all natural. They don't shake their underarms. They are, you know, that's a different type of natural. You know, there's levels to everything. I'm all about enriching your natural self as much as you can before we go into injecting foreign substances into ourselves, especially if it's not for work. I'm not trying to give people a pass who or give people a pass who's like in the industry. But real talk, that's their work. And they they need to look a certain way on film. That's what they're signed up to do. Everyday person, that's not your job. (laughs) Same thing with as a massage therapist. Like, we might can't have like, we might, you might wanna make sure your hands are soft. You might need to take care of your hands as a massage therapist. That's our job. You know, so we have to be the best version of ourselves for our job. So we can't keep comparing ourselves to a celebrity who gets paid millions of dollars to look a specific way that's their job <laughs> you know that's the difference that's why i'm like that's not real. i'm not saying that they do that and they're not real but that's not real that's tv they have to put this on for their work this is their job this is what they get paid to do that's their livelihood basketball players, all the things. Your craft is your craft, and you do everything you can to maintain the craft. Should that be the case? No, but again, if you worked on set, I can't front how the camera picks up a person is very different how the naked eye picks up on person. Everything has to change. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is, you know? Um, But again, an everyday woman, trying to look like a very specific woman where, and I'm not gonna say this person because I'm not gonna give that person energy, not in this space. But I think we are aware of a person who has made a huge influence of this upgrade of lip injections and, you know, BBLs and all this contouring and warping of the body to be beautiful. And now people coming out, some, even some celebrities coming out getting this stuff removed from their bodies. Like I'm removing my implants, I'm removing this. I them all the time who have suffered deep health illnesses because they have implants and they remove the implants and their illnesses go away. We're not talking about that. And I have several clients, not just one off, no, several who are connecting things. Are they, is this brain fog they're getting, is this from all of the the Botox they've been getting? Is this like all this brain fog? Like, this stuff hasn't been around long enough to really be studied to even know if this is even truly in harmony with our energy within our beingness within our cellular makeup we find out years years and years later as women keep having all these health issues that maybe the things we've been doing over the past several years are causing us more harm than good so It's a passion of mine to really help people um, and help women to really redefine our beauty, take care of ourselves, like really take care of ourselves, massaging our tissue that gives your tissue more glow. You know, dry brushing gives you more glow. Doing the internal work gives you the glow. Like these are organs, these are organs. So when you take care of your organs, it's going to show up on your face. It's like kind of that simple, and it's kind of not that simple. That's why when people go on a vacation, they glow when they come back because they finally got rest. So yeah, Yeah.
0: that's amazing. Exactly, we have to learn to love ourselves and and do the work. Like for prime example, to go back to that. I have a client that keeps me right. And in the environment I am there's a lot of uh, cosmetologists around me,
1: hmm. and
0: barbers and everything. I'm the only size there.
1: that's lucky.
0: I don't here. So, I'm kind of like I'm kind of lucky and I'm right in the front too. So, everybody that comes in here has to pass through. Oh, that's like, so uh, bomb. That's like, bomb, Right? Yeah. So, one of the one of the cosmetologists here. Um was walking out, and my client was walking in, and they knew each other. they was like, oh, you know, he was here. Yeah, I'm over here in the studio, and yeah, I'm coming to give me a session. Woo, woo, woo. You know, they had their moment. they came. She came, and I helped her. You know, I did my part. We had an amazing session. But the next day, that client, or that not the client, but the, the, the cosmetologist came. You know, try to get involved. Right, right. It's like, oh, man, I didn't know that client was coming to you. Mm. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that person's been coming to me for, you know, several years. <laughs> and she was like, oh, man, only if I can get her to get some extensions or mm. do her hair or something. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, mentally, yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. But mentally, I was like, you're comparing her living with hair. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm not saying hair is not important. I understand that I'm not knocking anybody's industry or what they do. But I helped her. I hope deeper than just relaxation, this is deep work that we do. It's yeah. not just, it doesn't stop at the body. And she values that more than she can, you know, to her growing but she values that more mm. than just getting some extensions mm. you know and that's why it is, it is i didn't tell her all this right but it's like there are individuals out here that understands exactly what you just said being and and doing the work going to work out doing everything of being the best version of themselves because there's only one them Right. And now that they're, they're coming out and, you know, they're not BBLs or not, you know, and all this other stuff. They're like, you know, they were thinking about it before, but now they're like, nah, I'm going to just go work on me. Yeah. beautiful because I, I see it and I hear it here. And then you have sometimes, you know, I understand the business and trying to make money, but, you know, you can't really compare that with hair extensions more this. Mm. You can't go in and compare because it was what's happening is well being versus uh, image,
1: yeah, yeah, and that's, like I said, that's, it's, that's the battle, it's tricky, yeah. and I just think like, that women is so much, and it's, it's unless you are a woman, you have no idea what we go through, like uh, the deep mm-hmm. mental, internal battle. Like, I've lived, I promise you, and like I said, that's why I'm not gonna face of the judgment. If things didn't work out, if my guys wasn't literally like karate chopping and blocking things coming my way I would indefinitely have fillers I would indefinitely have Botox I would like these these are facts it wouldn't even be a thought this is a fact I would have had these things I would have had breast implants I had it and so I get I really really get what it it was honestly through grace that it seemed like these things just Things start falling apart. Things wouldn't just happen. I'm like, ah, uh, why not? I want this. I want that. Um, and it just now, I'm telling you, I'm a very, I'm a Libra. Okay, Libras are really big on aesthetics. I'm saying, um, but it was kind of through grace. <laughs> just like it was through grace that it didn't happen, and that's that's. I'm gonna say that's all. That's all it was like in the low like, like you know disregarding it, but honestly that's all it was was true grace that these things did not unfold because my guys and my higher self was like, absolutely not, no no, no you, you, your mission is way bigger than this, and so again, if I would have had those things based off of how i'm being used, how I'm being expressed as a soul and vessel, how would my impact be? having those conversations with people, if I had all those things and was, and was in that embodiment, it wouldn't be as authentic. Because it's like, well, how are you going to talk to me about accepting myself and you just get all this work done all the time to look like the best for yourself? You know, like, how can you relate to that? How can you tell a woman, you know, you don't need big boobs. It's okay. You can have small ones and you can celebrate that. People like it. You should love it. It's all good. And it's like I have, like, C-cups. Like You know what I mean? Like, it's just that I got implanted inside of me. It's, again, it's very fun, sensitive subject matter, but it depends on your mission as a being. And my mission as a being is to reflect as organically as I can the essence of nature. How can we be just amplify who we are. Like, okay, she, like me, I, my hair didn't come crinkly like this. I had my two strands and i braided out. Got my eyebrows still thin because I ain't hardly got none. Don't judge me, I don't care. But it's like certain things mm-hmm. I, I I know I don't have, but I'm like, okay, I can just be a little bit of a better version of myself. We've been wearing, you know, wraps, things like these are ancient things. Like, you know, this goes back to Kemet time. You saw, you know, Egyptians with their eyes done up and things like this is very much so aspect. Nose rings, like you know, like jewelry, like these are embellishments of our essence. And so, again, I don't think women should be just raw. You can be, but that ain't my calling. But you know, like <laughs> that ain't my calling. But I think some women can do that. And again, it's the excessiveness because then you become dependent. And from a fascial and a muscular standpoint, you know. If you look at someone who start getting fillers too early and Botox too early and then they get older, their face never settles properly and then it just kind of drops. So it's like this heaviness in the face because as we age, especially as women, the structure of our face continues to change. So you're working with a structure that's already young and well-structured and you're creating a structure over top of that structure. So then as you get older, that structure starts to collapse and now you have a bigger collapse Because you have structured something over a strong, solid structure already, if that makes sense. And you're altering that structure when it was already good. And now as it's becoming weaker as you get older, now it looks crazy. Because it just looks like you got floating stuff in your face. Or now you have to get a facelift because you've been getting Botox for so long. Now you have atrophy. As massage therapists, we get atrophy so the face muscles work together as synergy so when you start to make one weak intentionally it's going to weaken the whole facial expression so now the muscles aren't able to do what they're supposed to do now you're going to have to get them surgically lifted more so that the muscles can hold a different space in a different plane because you've collapsed it you've made it weak so, again, it's not that I'm opposed to these things. I'm looking at it from, from a structural standpoint. And muscularly, we can lift these things up higher. So, I'm like, I'm all about it. If you want to do it, if you're a woman, can we at least wait to, like, you know, depending on your ethnicity, 40, 50, 60, before we start going into that route? Because then you have some fly old women. Like, dang, grandma, you're you looking, you looking stashed, grandma. Like, you know, it will, it will, it, 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 it I think translate differently too, but you got all these young girls looking like one person or two people, and it's just like, really? Really? So. Yeah.
0: What's the movie in Kevin Hart? He was like, are you getting me, my mind? No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, like, hot Had to be a man or uh, be like a man in the movie when he was I don't, like, I don't even want to be here. I'm going <laughs> to be a strip club. <laughs>
1: I got ones, and somebody's going to get them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, I just, I think it'll be, different. it'll hit different. Like, oh my God, she's, yeah. you know, she's, I think, I, like I said, I just think it's sexy when women are like 50 and their 60s. They're like, blah, their hair is done. They're, you know, like they just are well put together. Like, I'm all about that. Like I said, I'm, I'm not that yeah. type of natural where I'm just like, you know, freeing things to that extent, like, you know, letting the underarm hair go, let that bikini line hair go all the way out. Like, uh, not there, not there, not there. So, um, but yeah, I just, I think there's levels to everything. And like I said, ladies, Mm -hmm. um, I hope you know, I am not judging. I am not saying that what you have done is wrong what i have done is wrong what i've done is right what you've done is right these are all choices and these are all options i just want us to realize and try to realign with embodying our full essence because if you do like men men are going to just follow suit anyway so they're just going to be like okay whatever you like i like you can do that that's great like you know men are a little different when it comes to that so we're not are we really doing this for men and to be like the same sex? That's going to be different because women like things aesthetically differently than men do. That just is what it is. But when you're doing it for anyone else except for yourself, truly doing it for anyone else, because you think you want more attention, because you think you're going to get more status. When those things leave you, it's going to make you feel way more empty and a deeper void than you've ever experienced before. When you're doing it to seek approval of anyone else except for yourself and that's when the guilt and the resentment is going to sink in a very heavy way and it can transform into deep depression so again these are things i work with clients with i'm not here to judge i'm not here to make anyone feel sad mad or disappointed the choices we make we move how we move in the time we move it's all moving and once we're able to move out of that we can make better decisions on how we move and we can move differently, and we can help another to move into better spaces within ourselves, within ourselves, and with one another. So all love. All oh, love, all oh,
0: love, oh my goodness. <laughs> the knowledge, oh, the wisdom, the, thing. Eh. I hope y'all learned so much. I hope y'all, y'all need y'all know. This. <laughs> y'all need to write down all these notes and just journal. This is, this is like a journaling episode. Mm. To really give you the information, the stories, the examples, the analogies, and, and, and everything to really look within and see, are you really being the best version of yourself? Are you even aware of even working on yourself? Are you Mm -hmm. aware, are you even on a journey at all? Are you just, is it a day-to-day to to like, to see where you are, check in with self. Check in with self. Because as you, I continue to come across amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing therapists, just like Timmy with the somatic healing. And, you know, further episodes to go back, y'all can watch them as well, that we are here, healers, light workers, energy workers, therapists, massage therapists, we are here to help. Mm-hmm. We are here to stand beside and to help you to get to wherever you're trying to go. Yes, It's much deeper than just a massage with mm-hmm. the work we really, really do. Yeah. And being able to stand beside him and, and, and work with them unblocked by here. You Tammy broke down so many things of you know how she sees things and you know their similarities how I be seeing things. We all ask questions, why is this here? Is but mm-hmm. that's us talking to us to try to figure out where do we need to be. And, you know, like for you know a a good example going back to, to sanctity massage just like what's causing us? Mm. What's behind that trauma is there this is that like what's it's all about what's the cause that led to our body to respond in posture or the, to adhesions or whatever right. it's like there's reason behind everything which is way deeper than just you have a muscle knot. that's just the reaction of what have already taken place. Right that wasn't addressed. Yeah. let if you have been aware that it needed to be addressed because we we all hold so many Traumas, so many you know you know childhood you know insecurities so forth, and so fear, all of that plays a part that morphs us physically, yeah if we don't address it head on mm-hmm. and work towards being the best version of ourselves to be secure with ourselves, yes, to stand in our beauty, our beauty is not externally it's how we how we carry ourselves mm-hmm. it's within, mhm- that's where you can recognize because it's a it's a frequency it's a, it's a vibe you know yeah. you have that vibe like oh you got the vibe <laughs> how are you i'm very well i'm divine thank you i'm going get a milkshake <laughs> yay, yay. you know like that that connection right there Oh, that, that goes further than just, oh my goodness, look how she looks.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Much further. That's how, you, if you ladies out there, if you, you want to keep, it, the best thing you can do is be yourself. <sighs> Authentically be yourself. Because then it's not, you didn't, it's not no bait of catching or trying to catch one or what meets the eye. He's like actually looking within. Mm. The eye, which is the window to our soul. Yeah. Mm. Right? That's the beautiful part. Oh, gosh. So so much wisdom, so much frequency. This, I I keep keep telling y'all, I keep, keep, (laughs) episodes keep going higher and higher. It's probably the best episode. It keeps, all of them, all of them is my favorite. I love sitting down with you all. I love all the knowledge. We gotta definitely gotta run part twos and threes. Yes, I'm coming out there for sure. Yes, oh yeah, my plan. of fact, I'm about to. i about to look at some some planes. I'm about to look at. It? I'm gonna set what's something else where I can just pop up. Yeah, you
1: know,
0: and and, and figure all that out for right. sure. So John, is there anything else you'd like to share with? You? I'm just so grateful. You gave so much today
1: yeah i'm just honestly grateful i'm so thankful that you reached out to me and as i share it with you like people reach out to me often to try to do like podcasts or do just different thing collaborations and i'm very mindful of who i'm collaborating with because everything is frequency and so you have to see where the intentionality of the person that is working with you is coming from. and some of them are really bomb, but it's just something in my spirit that tell me no, even if it doesn't make sense to me. And I'm like, why not? And it's just my spirit be like, no, you know, no, no, that's not the one. And I just think, you know, it's easy to get caught up on Instagram if you allow yourself with like how many likes you have or how many followers you have or anything of that sort that doesn't give a true representation of the person behind the work and behind the art and behind the page. And so when you reached out to me, it was how you reached out that was the most impactful. And I could tell through your tone and through your words, exactly your intention. And then I, before, once she reached out to me and I saw it, I was like, we're gonna go right to these videos. We gonna see what it's about. I know how to pick up on things. Um, and so I was just looking at the video as I shared it with you. And I'm just like, I, I like how you communicate with the guests. I like the feedback between the two. And I love highlighting, like a therapist highlighting another therapist. And I love hearing her stories of what we are and who we are as practitioners and getting that messaging out. So I was really, really honored and I was excited. And I know like on my page, many people get on my nerves. I say that lovingly. And I roll my eyes because they really get on my nerves. And they'll be like, you need to start more conversations. You need to start talking. You need to show your face. Because if you look at my page, all you see is my hands. Like, I'm always showing my work. And that's my comfort zone. Like, I don't I'm not a person who wants to be in front of the camera and talking to people like this. I like to do it in person. I like to connect with people in a more um, tactile way. But I also know the importance of the connections this way as well. So I'm thankful that you are helping me to kind of push out of my comfort zone. And this is very, it's getting a little bit more comfortable for me, but it's still something that I'm not as comfortable with, like having this like virtual experience, but I'm grateful, I'm thankful, I'm grateful for the people who will listen to this. I hope they, if you got to this point, thank you so much for being in tune with messaging. I really wish that my words came through in a very loving way, in a very heart-centered way. I really wish that everyone who listens to this know that I am not into a false sense of hierarchy. I'm into uplifting everyone. I feel that we all have the potential of being great. And I feel that we should all be highlighted for that. So I'm grateful to be in a space, in a place with fellow therapists like you and people in our industry who not only do the work, but love the work that we do. So I'm just thankful and I'm grateful. And I really hope this helps people in so many ways. And if you have any other questions, you can feel free to... I think you'll probably list like all the social stuff or whatever, but you can, oh, yeah. yeah, you can um, look below um, if you're on YouTube and if you're listening to other places, he'll say it and share it. But yeah, feel free to reach out. I love to work with people. I love to have people on their journey. And um, again, I apologize oh, <laughs> oh, my laptop I died, my but I think oh, we got my, everything. Oh, oh,
0: that- Oh okay, yeah, yeah, it happens.
1: Oh my so. god! But
0: definitely, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <touch me." laughs> yeah. So the um, <sighs> definitely of uh, um is such an honor. I can't, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank everyone enough, it's particularly you for this episode, for you taking out your time and your busy schedule is is i know as a therapist like that's big that's that's you know you know, yeah. you, you got to be worth the value to, <laughs> you know to do that so yes this is more than um i'm coming out there yeah I, I just have to i'm coming out there anybody in los angeles everybody in los angeles forget anybody everybody in los angeles Okay. <laughs> We can't do the trillions. But Los Angeles particularly, y'all need to be going to somatic healing. Off tops. If you want healing. Now, if you're just trying to relax and everything like that, there's plenty of people to help you there. But if you're trying to get to the next level, you're trying to go within, you're trying to go deeper, you're trying to get more meaningful and true healing, somatic healing. I stamp on it. I appreciate you. I can't thank you enough. I, I I keep saying it because y'all don't understand how big of a fan I am
1: Aww.
0: of her work. Y'all, don't, y'all really don't get it. You <laughs> you. You know, that, you know and, and others. And usually, you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, I'm, I'm building this big event. I'm informing the Avengers. You're more than welcome. you family, whatever you need to be. Yeah. You got it. You know, I'm coming out there and we're going to continue to build dialogue and I would love to have you a part of the big mega event yeah. that I'm doing. Uh, not really. It's not me doing this. Source working through me to it. I just feel like, like you said, like something's telling me L.A. Well, something's telling me Mega Wellness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we're all coming together soon, and we're going to shake this world. We need with it. real therapeutic, it. holistic, healing. and yeah. you are more than welcome. We'd love to have you a part of it as well. With all many others of the yes. souls that that are willing to join. And I gotta give you your flowers for, for for being who you are, for looking within yourself, for getting to where you are today. Everything that's in it, from the journey all the way from five to now mm-hmm. is one of the most incredible stories because it's you, it's who made you who you are. Yeah. You know, and I love and I appreciate that. I, I appreciate all the kind words. And everything that you have spoken about. Thank you for for seeing it and allowing me with this. And like I said, I got your help with whatever. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to help to kind of get you out here a little bit
1: more. Yeah, I Um, I need it. I I do need it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here for for one another. That's what this is kind of the mindset is bringing therapists together, like minded individuals, energy worker, healers, us coming together like back. Not necessarily back in the classroom, but coming together to say, hey, mm. you're not by yourself. You got this person. I stand with you. I support what you're doing. And, you know, you're not alone in this. We're all in this together to help serve humanity.
1: Yes. There's nothing
0: wrong with, you know, having that dialogue and working with one another, visiting one another, and helping, healing one another. We're yes. together. It's a together got a task. So, uh, um, such a such a pleasure and honor having you so thank you. like i say with well, everyone you yeah, know thank you and remember to sink back to yourself yeah. thank you for tuning in if you're watching this on youtube make sure you share like comment and subscribe so you can get notified on the new uploads to the channel if you're watching this on my website Thezodiacexperience.com Make sure you join the email list Where you can get notified On new episodes Or even a chance to join The live show Me and the audience And even get some cool gear Like this Like this jacket and shirt If you're listening to this On Spotify Google Podcasts Apple iTunes Whatever you are Make sure you follow So you can get notified as well And last but not least If you're not following me On any of the social platforms IG Facebook TikTok Etc everything is at the zodiac experience all the links everything else could be found down below appreciate you tuning in once again thank you and remember to resync back to yourself